I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Justin. And although he lost his leg in a horrifying accident, he advocated to keep his severed leg. Let's talk about it. Our friend Justin, all the way from the seals, um, and for folks who aren't, sound like a radio, jo- like a like yeah. a like a serious XM radio. Uh, <laughs> Talking to Justin from the sex. Like you're about to throw to the yeah. next top forty uh, Ezra track. in the dish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Justin, you uh, you've uh, lived a pretty interesting life, uh, especially in the last uh, few years. Um, I don't know the entire timeline. I guess we'll get into it, but. Um, why don't you, how about, let's do a little like story time with Justin. Why don't you take us through um, the particular incident that we are here to to kind of talk <laughs> That's about That's so ominous. <laughs> yeah, it is. Fuck, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Justin. <laughs> yeah, the story. Yeah, this past year has been, uh, been pretty crazy. Um, about a, 10 months ago, I uh, was coming home from work. I was... Uh, crossing the street trying to take the bus and um it was a speed and speed and motorcycle uh collided into me whoa yeah uh and that uh instantly severed my leg from the knee down oh my uh, lord whoa yeah what, like so off a, off like down the road off yeah whoa, whoa. holy fucking shit and a motor, like what kind of motorcycle are we talking about? Like I guess sport, not one of those like one. e-bikes. No, you know, not one of those. Uh, um, <laughs> we've got a bunch of those motherfuckers driving around Halifax. Just, just to like whip like, around on their e-bikes. Just to ask um, right away, because like I, so before we started having this conversation, like I kind of know what a little bit about what comes after this traumatic experience, mm-hmm. but I didn't think too much about the actual traumatic experience itself going into this conversation and hearing you say that right away, I'm like, Holy fuck. Like what? Mm. A, like not only physically is your body getting fucked up, but like that must be a trip to like mentally go through the trauma of, of that experience. And I wonder, and I, and it, and it makes me want to ask like, is there, you know, like, are, are you okay with, talking about this and if, if and also if there's anything that you don't want to talk about um don't feel like you have to because we're asking questions just make sure that um you're comfortable with that too i guess yeah no i'm totally uh totally cool with kind of talking about the story and and uh to me it's like i'm kind of spreading some awareness as well so i i take you know some some pride in that uh and i've 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 told a story and uh numerous amount of times that it kind of gets yeah. a little desensitized 
Right? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. The the actual incident itself, like, do you we we've we've talked to a couple of people who have been in uh, really traumatic accidents. Um, we spoke to one woman whose parachute didn't pull uh, wow. properly, and we we spoke wow. to a, a young woman who got in a really severe head-on car collision. Somebody else who got um, who got crushed between a car and a, and a building. And like the thing that the th- kind of through line with all three of those incidences is that they they don't really recall the moment. It, it all just sort of like the like the brain just kind of goes, all right, overdrive, like protection mode. Let's erase this. Um, and hearing you say it was only 10 months ago, that I was actually caught off guard by that. I thought this was like a, a couple of years ago. Um, so this is quite recent. Do you do you remember the incident or or is it more so like, you know, you're going off of what you've been told happened? No. So I was actually awake. Uh, until they like put me out in the hospital. So I remember uh, the impact. I remember, yeah, until they, until they knocked me out. Holy fuck. I guess wow. also like it's like, so your leg um, obviously got super fucked up um, before we like dive into what happened to That's your leg. Like term. what? Yeah. So yeah. The ambulance showed up. They're like, okay, we've got <laughs> one twenties uh, male your leg is super, super fucked, fucked up, up leg. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it was the rest of your body like in terms of like hitting your head or, or anything like that? Like were you, I mean, you say that you were totally coherent and conscious, but was the rest of your body okay? Yeah. So okay. mir- <laughs> miraculously, I, um, like I fell on my right side. So I had like a lot of bruising, um, around my like hip. Uh, and, and that was, that was it. I had like a hairline, small fracture on, on the left side of my hip. Uh, and that was the extent of my injuries. I mean, with the added right. missing leg. How, how, how fast was the bike going? Do you know, or does anyone know? Uh, I think they guaranteed a minimum of speed of a uh, hundred. Whoa. What happened to the fucking guy on the bike? I just slid out because it just, it just plowed right through me. Like it was, I'm sure it didn't even, didn't even damage it too much. Um, I'm imagining the, uh, the scene from, uh, uh, what's the fucking show called with the superheroes where, where, uh, a train runs right through the boys. The boys. boys, It was was basically similar to that. Yeah. It just explodes. Yeah. Now um, this yeah. it was a hit and run, right? Like, did the guy get up and and conti- like, did he just get up, pick up his bike, and fucking flee, or did he just? What was the deal there? So I think he he slid out. He helped me actually, like in the moment. Um, he was there, kind of with me, and then I think he kind of just packed up and dipped right before the cops came. Whoa! Uh, whoa. So yeah, he did help me. I guess morally, he felt uh, a little obligated there. But then he was like, "Yeah, I gotta, I gotta Can't go." Take the heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so whoa. crazy. Whoa. What was the rest what was of like, like the scene like? Like, were there other people around? So thankfully, it was on a main road here, like a very not busy road, but a, a main road. Um, if if it wasn't on the main road, I don't even know if I would have, I would have made it. But yeah, thankfully there was like witnesses, pedestrians and, and some other cars that kind of uh, saw and stopped. Yeah. Whoa. I, can, I, uh, I feel bad for them. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I can, um, I, I can, um, 
I can put myself in your shoes a little bit. Like I, I, old, again, old news to our listeners. A couple of years ago, I got hit by a car while I was riding my bike, broke my pelvis. I was wondering and, how long it was going to take you to bring it, bring this up. Seven well, minutes why would I? Seconds. Why would I not <laughs> yeah. bring it up? Though, I know, right? Yeah, you're, you're empathizing. I hear you. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. You know, I'm relating. And uh, and it was a pretty. It was a pretty. A uh, bad accident, and I, I was, I was traveling fifty kilometers an hour. He was, he, he, he turned in front of me, and I t-boned him. And, uh, and I remember, like, I remember the, the, like, after the chaos of the impact, and then, and then, you know, with the adrenaline pumping, trying to be like taking a look at myself and and being like, what's mm. going on with me, and yeah. and and not being able to like actually comprehend or or know because of all the just the adrenaline and the and the shock and everything but going i see blood i see you know um i can i can feel like blood running down my face i can see scratches everywhere i i definitely can't get up like i don't know why i can't get up but i definitely can't and then trying to like let that soak in and go what the fuck's wrong with me yeah what was you having you having said that you were awake the whole time like what was that what were those moments like when you were trying to assess what's going on with you and then mm. and then and then fucking realizing like your like the bottom half of one of your legs isn't there yeah um so you know very much like what you experienced it was like firstly just taking in what i could see because i was i was already in complete shock at this point um and my body was just feeling all sorts of sensations so it was more just what i could see um, and I could see that my work pants were ripped from the knee down. Uh, I could see that and feel that I could not get up. Um, it was really like, honestly felt like I was in some sort of just nightmare. Like I was like instantly transported into this like nightmare realm, um, that I just could not believe. Like I just felt, it just mm. felt, uh, unreal. It was an unreal mm. feeling. Um, yeah. And yeah, just this this feeling of being in this dream, like not believing that this was a reality. Yeah, because I, I, know I you saw mean. it was so crazy. I, I I actually I was saying this to you, Jer, Brian. I don't know if you were there the other day when I was. I think I think it was probably both of you. I was, I was talking to the guys the other day about how, and this is actually now that you mentioned, I'm like, oh, this is this is actually much like the dream that I have like every so often, where you know, when you're just in a dream and you're, you know, all of a sudden you're whatever situation you're in, you're in it and you're, you don't know how you got there, but you just fully accept it. But it's also like, you're like, what, what, why, why am I here? Like I have this reoccurring dream that I'm on a bus on the way to prison and, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude, holy fuck, dude. Why am I on this bus to prison? Like, how the fuck did I get here? How did I get here? I'm What'd here and I'm going to prison <laughs> yeah. and the rest of my life is fucked. And like, why the fuck am I on this bus to prison? Let's hope that's not a and, premonition and not a reoccurring dream. Yeah, and, right, and, yeah. and just a reoccurring dream. But like, but like you said, Justin, and, and, I, and I felt very similarly now that you put it that way when I was on the ground, was going, you know, just a moment ago, I was doing this thing that is so second nature to me. I've done it a thousand times. It's always been fine. Riding my bike down a hill, down a hill that I always go down, know it super well, everything corners, speed, everything, all good. You know, you crossing the street, fucking one of the most typical things you could possibly do as a human living in a city. And then like that, that, that experience is now, holy fuck, dude, how did, how did mm -hmm. I, now I'm here yeah. on the ground, injured beyond 
fucking repair and i don't I don't understand what's going on. Mm. It's just, you know, pure shock. It, did the, did you know, paramedics arrive on scene, uh, obviously. And like, what's the, what's the conversation with the paramedics? Like, are you, are you in a state of, are you in a state of panic? Like, are you, are you, are you in that moment? Like when they arrive, are you comprehending that like your leg has been severed? And that, you know, like, like, are they talking to you about that or, 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 or are the paramedics more so like focused on trying to keep you calm and, and, and keep things very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like very sedate yeah like like just keep the the keep the the scenario and the situation very vague you know like i, I do they say anything like 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 did they did they Your have to leg like super fucked yeah yeah did they they like did they obviously like do, do they take the leg with you in the in the ambulance like what what what's what did that what happen like? <laughs> yeah so yeah they they don't really care about kind of calming down the whole situation. They do kind of keep it vague though. They don't, because they're not the surgeons that are going to operate after. Yeah. So they don't know what's really going to be the outcome. They just do their part, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole time I'm still in this, this dreaming kind of panicky state, just, just excruciating pain. You know, that was, it was numbing me completely. And I'm, and I'm just asking like, man, like are you going to, you're going to put this back? Like, are they going to, they're going to put this back? Like, that's, I remember I just was constantly asking them, yeah. like, Hey, can I like, mm-hmm. is it gone? Like, am I going to get it back? And, and they were just like, don't worry. Like, we'll get you to the hospital. We're maybe like, we're not sure. We're not sure. Mm-hmm. And, and they did no definitive uh, yes or no's or anything. Was, was that the, the big focus? Um, was the big focus for you? Like, Oh, am I going to get to keep, my leg or like get them to, can they reattach it? Or was it because, because like, I, I think if I was in that position, you know, what would, what would sort of concern me at first? And one thing is if, if my leg was severed, I'd be like, Oh fuck. Like, am I going to bleed out here? Like, did this, Mm. did I hit any arteries or any shit like that? Or were, or were like you pretty, you know, or, or were they sort of like communicating this idea that like you were in a pretty stable condition in terms of like, whether or not you were about to bleed out on the street there? I think I was about to bleed out. I think if it had been just a little bit longer, I probably would have bled out. I think I lost almost like two liters of blood. Oh, so, wow. um, yeah, I was just like spewing. Uh, it was, and I, I am not even a person that can take out like a needle. So like, oh, I was like, I remember like I was just holding it together. I didn't know, like, like you were saying with your bike, I didn't know the extent of my injuries. I, I couldn't assess that. I, I didn't know like it, that I had fractured my hip. I didn't know. I didn't know if I hit my head mm-hmm. um, or my spine or any, I, I had no idea. So as far as I knew, like what I was telling myself was that I was, I was going to die. Like I'm dying tonight. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's it. Right. So mm-hmm. um, I was just pulling, like keeping it together. I, the only reason I didn't black out cause, is because I thought I was going to die. I was like, man, I'm not, not letting that happen today so i'm not taking a nap for the last little bit <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 what what was the process like when you get to the hospital what was that like you know what's the what are the what are the steps that they take in order to get you stable um you know uh 
from from ambulance to to surgery i guess like what was what was that story like well tourniquets applied right away i someone someone a pedestrian actually put it on me i think it might have been the driver i'm not 100 percent. i was a little hazy <laughs> but mm-hmm. um someone someone put it on me and then they put like a more legit one they load you up with fentanyl that's what they did for me at least uh ship me over to the hospital and they just they put me right out like i was like instantly put out and uh I guess it's all the scans, checking your head, concussions and all that, checking mm-hmm. all my bones, x-rays. Um, and then just clo- they did closing that it after you, they put, they put you out and then they did all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. They put me out like, right. I was still, but even after like two or three shots of fentanyl, they gave me, I was in a unimaginable pain. Oh um, yeah, wow. yeah. So they pretty much had to put me out. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's what I encountered the, the, the craziest, hallucinogenic trip i've ever experienced in my life that's that's a whole nother story but <laughs> uh it doesn't have to be a whole nother story <laughs> what is that story <laughs> we're a big fan of hallucinogenics so yeah like when when they put you out or or when you were fentanyled up yes when they put me out now like so now i'm having a mixture of this like shock the fentanyl i think they give you ketamine right. and then whatever actually puts me out um that whole <laughs> cocktail, <laughs> wonderful cocktail. Uh, I was, I, I literally thought I was in like a, another dimension. Wow. That was pretty, it was pretty unreal. Do you I, remember I, it? Like, were you, what, what, what was that dimension? Where, where did you go? I was, cause I was still like coming in and out of this, of, of, of this uh, sedation. So it was like parts of reality were like fusing with my kind of dreams that I was having. And uh, I just remember being like in this, just like, I don't know, this, this crazy like universe. And you're basically just, I was like this like ball of almost like energy light or something. And I just couldn't, couldn't speak. I could barely think. And I was just being kind of transported around. And I think this had to do with me being on the kind of stretcher being moved from machine to machine I think that kind of like infused into the dream and I just remember seeing these like obelisks and 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 just just like had I had fully almost accepted like death at that point and um and just was living in this like this realm it was it was quite an experience it felt like dmt yeah was it was that was that I mean you know you you'd you'd use the the term nightmare to describe where you, the state that you were in post accident in this sort of lucid yet otherworldly state that you found yourself in like and and accepting death was there a was there a euphoria that came with that or was it still sort of like this nightmare fuel um realm that that you found yourself in or or was there was there more like peace in the in that other realm i think it was more like peace like i it felt like i had literally died um and and time time was not even a thing so mm-hmm. i don't know how long i was in there apparently it was just a few hours but it felt like it was almost like <clears throat> years in this kind of yeah, yeah. realm and and uh yeah, no, it was it was a wicked experience. Yeah, Did what you, an uh, interesting uh, what an interesting 
interesting like exception to the rule of set and setting mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah yeah supposed <laughs> no to, you know like every 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 psychedelic experience is like you know with every, psilocybin dmt whatever it's like set and setting super important it's like okay we're gonna give him fentanyl ketamine mm. we're gonna knock his ass out with some general anesthetic <laughs> uh we're gonna add some shock in there and um, a little bit of LSD, and now, just just a little. <laughs> and now let's and and then and then let's let's roll them around the hospital. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. From 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 screaming machine to screaming machine, yeah, right. and see what that does to his psychedelic state. Yeah. I do you do you recall? Can we can we talk about the moment of coming back to reality and like what what that experience was like? The, the you know the I guess the. I guess the conversations that were being had about going forward. Um, and, and was there any conversation about like, Hey, this is what, these are our options. Uh, or, or because this is such an emergency, this is such like, it is an emergency situation. It's like, there is no conversation. We need to, we need to like seal off this amputation the way like it, there, there, like there's no discussion about what's going to fucking happen to the rest of his leg. Yeah. So they, they're, they're instantly checking it all out. Like they had, the, they brought the leg. I remember hearing actually someone when I was on the road, still just kind of in this panic state, I remember hearing a pedestrian, some random, I have no idea who this man was, but I remember hearing, um, Hey, I found his leg. It's, it's down the road. I put it, I pulled it off on the sidewalk and it's just like, like that's just something you never want to hear you know what i mean um wow yeah Uh, so yeah when they when you get to the hospital uh and once you come out they kind of they seal you up right away obviously to stop the bleeding and all that um and but they seal you up in a way that because they were they were trying to put the leg back on like that's you know that's what they would assume anyone wants to do is you know they want to see if they can get that leg back on so they're Mm -hmm. I had a, like a little team there and they were checking me out and checking out the legs, seeing the damage, checking the nerves and all that. Um, and then they pretty much came up to me and they're like, Hey, you know, we, we want to put this back on, but it's just too damaged. It's just, it's the, the limb that you lost is just way too damaged. And there's like scraps everywhere. Uh, we can do plastic surgery, but you would you would have a, a a non-working leg like you wouldn't be able to use it or feel it um and it would just be like a dead limb on you mm-hmm. so so they kind of eventually um wrote it off as an option it was no longer an option no longer on the table um but my leg was on an actual table beside me so i i remember looking at this leg <laughs> They're like, it's still on the table though, right? Yeah, it's right it's there. off the table, but it's on that table. That is so fucking the option. trippy. Oh my it's gosh. It's no longer on the table. There's the leg. Yeah, yeah it's off your table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they uh, they had it covered up. And I just remember asking him like, hey, is that my leg? He's like, yeah. We're just looking at it. I'm like, can I see it? This is literally like hours after this accident. I'm just, I, I maybe it's the drugs. Maybe that's just how I am personality wise. But I was just like, man, can you just show me it? And he's like, are you sure? You sure you want to see this? I was like, yeah, man, just show me it. Let's do it. 
And uh, I remember seeing this leg and it's just, it just this obliterated piece of meat. It was, it was great. Like from, from the, the impact, it was just like, it looked like it had exploded from the bottom, from that impact down. Like the rest of it looked good. It was a nice looking leg, but (laughs) (laughs) the, the, yeah, it was just exploded. So so where where was it again? Yeah, Yeah. It came apart at the knee. Is that the, like the joint was what severed? I lost it. Yeah. Uh, under the knee but the knee kind of took some of the damage as well sure i had like half my knee left wow so i remember like i could move it like in those first i think two two days or something when i was still just kind of healing um i could flex the knee still i remember that and then and then one day they come up to you and they're like yeah well we're probably gonna have to take you a little bit higher um it's you're gonna have the best um, use for your uh, for your prosthetic like it's going to be easier for you to to train with um, and get a hang of your prosthesis if we take it a little bit higher right because you don't have knee function anyways so we couldn't just give you a foot because you need a knee your mm. knee just does not work the way mm. it should so i remember waking up the next day after this huge surgery and could no longer flex my knee and right yeah, surreal. Very surreal. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Oh. Man, that would have been crazy if they did a. We had a friend. Uh, Named Brandon, who had an osteosarcoma and had uh, an operate a surgery procedure called the Van Ness rotationplasty, mm-hmm. and they take the bottom half of your leg, turn it around, and attach it to the uh, piece of your femur. And I wonder if, like, if your leg, if your bottom part of your leg was so fucked up that that wouldn't have been an option, or if that could have been an option to have that. Did they? Did you ever hear them mention something like that? Or are you familiar with? I don't think that was an option that I had. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure why. I think it had to do with the the knee being so like kind of obliterated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also because the yeah because like the part the leg that was the part of the leg that was detached the lower part of the leg. I mean, I I I can only imagine how how like dramatic that trauma was to the you know the bones the muscle the the everything within that part of the leg, I, I just, I can't imagine a, a Van Ness rotation plastic. Yeah. Be, right. Because the muscle and stuff would have to be <clears throat> just, so, yeah, just yeah. so fucking. That's the part that's not going to work anymore. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, what was, <clears throat> uh, tell us about like the, there, there's obviously a, a huge emotional toll that comes with, you know, waking up one day and realizing like, okay, I, I now no longer have, the leg that I once had. Um, when you come out of the the corrective surgery, what were those first few days like of of like looking down under your bed sheets and and 
you know, not having a need to flex anymore and knowing that like, this is now, this is now your new forever. Like what, what's left of it. Yeah, it was um, not pleasant those first couple of days. That's when everything just kind of hits you. Right. I still felt like I was in this dream, honestly, for maybe the first week I was still in this, like this, this reality that I could not accept. Yeah. Um, it was something that I didn't, didn't really want to, didn't want to believe, didn't want to, didn't want to actually, um, validate. So yeah, I was just mostly just figuring out pain. Like I was so numb to, um, from all the drugs that they were giving me, um, that the main focus was just managing my pain because mm -hmm. I couldn't even think because the pain was just so intense that that's all you could think about. Um, but then, yeah, after that tapers is there's, there's a lot that, that just comes to you that, uh, you know, you don't prepare for something like this. No one, no. you don't have a emergency in case of missing leg, like handbook, you know, there's yeah. no, there's nothing like that. Um, so it just, it just hits you like a truck man, or like a, a bike at this point. Were you, were you provided any, <laughs> any like emotional support in, in the hospital? You know, like, did you talk to a, uh, uh, a psychologist or, or anything like that, like in those early days? Yeah. So they, they kind of, the hospital I was at is pretty good. And they, they, they give you a lot of resources, like right off the bat. It's almost overwhelming. Like literally like day two or three, they already got a psychologist there, like asking about how you feel. It's like, man, I'm in pain. I don't know. I'm, I just feel pain. But uh, what was your childhood like? Yeah. <laughs> Shut yeah. the fuck up. Like, I don't know, man, but my leg hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember my childhood. Do you feel I'm like there's uh, any experiences in your past that might be causing you to feel that way? I had uh, just I had like one of them. By a motorcycle. <laughs> I had one of them bring uh, bring me crosswords. They brought me a crossword puzzle, and I'm like, man, you really fucking think i'm gonna do a crossword puzzle right now yeah <laughs> that's the last thing on my mind is this goddamn crossword puzzle they're like but you still have hands dude you can do this you can do this it was down to that or the soccer ball that we had in the closet and we knew the soccer ball was probably not the right choice <laughs> yeah yeah no it was uh they, they they got they got the resources and it's just yeah. a matter of uh timing yeah yeah i so i one of the one of the things that um you know one of the big elements to this story that i that i i think we can we can start to like kind of slide into now yeah. is i totally hope, forgot that there was this whole part there's this whole other part <laughs> which is which is you you wanted to keep the the leg that was detached from your body you wanted to keep what was rightfully yours. Um, yes. And so first of all, can you just explain to us and, and the listeners, um, where did that decision come from? Um, was, did that come from a conversation or like, was that just something that you just felt like in your heart? Like I, you, I just lost this thing that meant so much to me and I, I, it's mine and I want to keep it. And, and then, and then what was that conversation like with the people at the hospital? I, I, cause I imagine that that is not something that is typically heard or, or that they're used to hearing in situations like, like this one. Yeah. I, I imagine that part of it is 
just my personality and 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 how I how I am. Um, there was a few conversations, a few I guess morbid jokes. Uh, I mean, humor is kind of one of my biggest coping methods mechanisms, right? And and um, I see that's something that that's what you guys deal with a lot too, which is totally like we're on the same kind of track here. Yeah. Um, and so it, it helps me kind of get through things. So, you know, I, while I'm in the hospital, I'm just, I'm kind of cracking jokes sometimes to my, to my buddies. Like when I was messaging them, like, Oh, like, man, I'm going to turn it into a lamp, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know things like that. Uh, <laughs> I think that's really funny. That's, yeah, it'd be a great, you said it was a good looking leg too. So it'd probably be a good looking lamp. Beautiful lamp. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It, and eventually that idea just kind of started to seem quite interesting to me. Uh, and then I even asked, like, I was like, what do you guys do with it? What are you guys going to do with my leg? And they're like, well, it just kind of gets incinerated. That's kind of just the process at the hospital. It, they just dispose of it. It goes to the morgue and then it just gets incinerated. So I, I didn't like the idea of that. Um, mm my train of thought was that, you know, this thing got taken from me, right. I, it was removed from me, uh, not at my will. And so I was, you know, I, I was at a point in my life where I had like zero control. I was my most defeated, you know, my lowest point. Um, I wasn't going to let that happen if I could have any say in it, like I was going to try and get some control back over my life mm. uh, and my situation, you know, like this, this was taken from me, not, not at my choice, but I, it was going to be my choice. What I do with it, not just incineration. Mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of like, like, like the principle of it, like the fact that they are just going to take that and burn it. I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm the type, type of person where I, like I have a bunch of shirts in my closet that I'll never, ever, ever wear, but they're like tied to these like, moments in my life where they have like some yeah. type of emotional attachment that I've put onto them. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to throw this away like that. <laughs> I love this shirt and I want to keep it. I imagine that I would fucking feel that way if I lost a limb that way, especially, Ooh. you know, taken from me in a moment like, like that. And then, and then being forced to like, see it go and be, and I obviously you're not there watching it get burned at the morgue, but like, just knowing but that you it's know. gonna be taken yeah, yeah. and fucking disposed of like that, like I feel I like totally do you feel it. that, like, what, Justin? Do you feel like it's like kind of like a t-shirt? <laughs> like Brian, what one of Brian's t-shirts? Yeah, I was not saying it's like a t-shirt. I'm saying I think of the situation in my life like a t-shirt. You have the connection. You have the connection, That's pretty yeah. much what it's about. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I. It was basically like, hey, sorry, you know, you lost it, but also you're not going to get it back, sucker. You know, yeah. like that's how that's how yeah. I felt like. Yeah. And did and did they like did they straight up say like when you asked, when you what, what how did that go down when you asked like, well, okay, I I hear that I I just heard the process. That doesn't sit well with me. Is there a way that I can keep it? Like what what did they say? What how did that conversation go? And who the fuck were you saying this to? Like, yeah. the, like, the, like the nurse? The nurse like, is like, I don't know. Yeah. They're like, this has to get rung up the chain. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I don't know, man. Or I'm just here to help them. you with this crossword puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so I, I also didn't know who to, who to 
talk to about this right so i was pretty much talking to everybody about it and they're all like man you're fucking crazy um i i kind of just brought it up to i don't remember who the first person i brought it up to but they they were like yeah maybe like maybe you can get it back like you're on drugs you know what I mean? yeah, yeah sleep on it sleep it off bud yeah so um yeah they I had been told, I got told yes from someone like, yeah, you can probably get it back if you talk to the right people. Um, as I started talking to people, I found out I had to get, you know, approval, I think from like the morgue. So I talked to the morgue and I was like, Hey, I want it. I I'll bury it myself. Or I, you know, the initial plan was I wanted to just bury it or cremate it myself. Like mm -hmm. I, I wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, eventually I got the morgue told me yes. And then the morgue told me no. Once they started actually talking to their people, they, they have like a risk management team. Right. And they were like, no, big fucking nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, there was just red flags everywhere. There's, there's a huge liability thing that comes into it, which is, I guess, why people usually don't get this sort of thing done. I get the like I understand the liability thing, but there's something Wait, that what just what is the liability? Yeah, but, I don't understand but, it. What the fuck's the like, liability? Well, just one sec before you before you go into that, I just want to say like this is why I love this story so much and why I was so excited to talk to you today because it is like a like fuck the system. What like this is my body part? It's yeah. fucking my body yeah. part, yeah. dude. Yeah. Like, Nothing's ever been more like, yours. Like why? Yeah. Why do you just get to go dispose of it? And like risk management, and liability don't like the fact that that like I'm gonna go and do whatever with it. Like, like is it so a p? What, is what, it a pr nightmare? Or like what's the, like what is the, the? Do you know what the risk management like? Why they were so hesitant? Yeah. So basically, they they just said like, listen, we don't want you going on like fucking TikTok or something, making a video with your leg. A cool dance uh, where you're like using your leg as a fucking like sweet cane or something. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That would go something, viral as fuck. It would. It totally would. Yeah. <laughs> I, I they didn't they didn't want me doing something stupid like mailing it to the prime minister or something. Right. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, as like a threat, you know, or yeah. like even if I were to like bury it somewhere like in a park or something and then someone's dog digs it up starts a whole investigation or something sure. like there's yeah. there's a lot of kind of that part i can like sort of wrap sort my of head it. around I sort of get that yeah. i mean the prime minister thing it's like i mean if you're fucking if you're crazy enough to send a leg to, your, to the prime minister you're crazy enough to cut it off yourself well, and usually and, all got yeah, and usually when the, the prime minister is receiving <laughs> severed limbs it's from it's from victims so like <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like if you're sending him your leg, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a nice gift. More of a gift, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a nice leg. It's yeah. a nice leg. Hope you enjoy. <laughs> imagine though, can you That's imagine so that can you imagine if that was your way of advocating for speed bumps on like on Bloor Street? You're just like I like we need to control the speed of motorcycles. I'm going to fucking send Justin Trudeau my goddamn <laughs> yeah, that's leg. The way. Yeah. <laughs> like when you, when you, with, yeah, like kind of similar to what Brian was saying, like when we, when I knew that we were, we would be talking to you and, and, and looking into your story, like I remember when I heard it, it, I, it, I can't remember what it was like, you know, it was like the first time in the hospital's history that this was a thing. Um, and it's probably the first time in, in most hospitals history of it being a thing and but it made so much sense to me immediately like i went like without even questioning i went wow crazy that makes so much sense to want it back because it's yours it's so yours 
It could not be more yours. <laughs> it's your leg. It's you. It just like it's, it just it's like literally happened. You. It's just it just happened yeah. to like become detached from yeah. you. That doesn't make it not yours anymore. Yeah, people can't go and then fucking all of a sudden, burn it. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's like you're just not allowed to have it back. I was like, wait, <laughs> that makes no sense. Even though, even though, if you if if somebody had said, oh yeah, the process for amputated limbs is that you take it to the incinerator and blah blah blah, I would have just nodded along, and gone, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. As soon as you hear the other side, you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> that this actually makes way more sense <laughs> that you have the autonomy to. To either say, okay, yeah, you can do that. Like, that should be a sign-off, in my opinion, yeah. of the person who's losing the limb. Like, yes, I give you permission to do this thing with it, burn it, whatever. Or I would like to get it back to do whatever I like Yeah, to if you want it. another shitty analogy, it should be like your your old used car tires when you go to uh, uh, get your tires changed and they say, hey, yeah. these ones are shot. Um, do you want us to dispose of them or do you want to take them home and do what you want with them? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you totally think that, you know, that would be the, the, the logical way of doing things. But I, I guess I, what I came to think is that maybe just some or most people that go through this sort of traumatic amputation experience, whether it be a hand or, or, or a toe or, you know, the whole, a whole leg, um, Usually, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe they just don't want it back. Like sometimes it just or they reminds don't even them. Think about it, you know. Yeah, it's like, they're, I, they're just yeah. focused on their recovery. Yeah, yeah, right. And then by that time, well, they're like, "Oh wait, whatever happened to that?" And they're like, "We burned it." Like, sort of begs the, begs the question though: What are you going to do with it, right? <laughs> yeah, like, but there well, is like there is a yeah. morbidity to it. So so, and I feel like that's probably a, a big reason why a lot of people don't uh, don't even think of it yeah. or maybe are traumatized by it. So. In that, in that, from that perspective, Justin, are you like that? How do you feel about how, what are your like general thoughts around death? Because it is, because there is a, there is a morbidity around the idea of like taking, of like keeping the leg that gets that, that, that has been like severed from you in this event that could have killed you. Um, you know, are you, uh, do you have like a more generally, uh, like open or relaxed idea of the fact that we're all going to die is, is it, or have you thought about that at all? Oh man, I'm fucking terrified of death. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not comfortable with the idea of death. Um, but even after that experience, even after that, like that sort of hallucinogenic acceptance of it, well, it's, yeah, I got a trial run. I, that was not, not fun. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to go back. Yeah, I'm good here where I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, hear you. <laughs> yeah, it's not that I'm... Uh, I, I don't see it as death. Like, I don't look at, I don't look at my leg and I, I, don't, I don't see death. Even now, very rarely do I even see that it's... Um, you know, I, it doesn't, like, just bring me back to that accident. And I feel like that's what happens maybe with a lot of people that, you know... They, they or the idea that you know if they get that back first of all yeah what are they going to do with it second of all do they want that memory lingering mm. with them at all times you know do they want to be reminded of whatever the accident was however severe it was um and I, maybe most people don't yeah did you mm. did you justin did you hear the story about the guy who lost his uh lower part of his leg asked to keep it this is in the US asked to keep it surgeon said yes he kept it and then uh, brought it home and, and fed it 
to his friends. They they had a brunch. Knowingly. No, yeah, yeah, knowing the, the tacos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a guy, yeah, yeah. a guy, uh, uh, yeah. incredibly shiny shirt uh, on Reddit. Uh, he was like a fucking great Reddit name. He was in a motorcycle crash, and um, uh, a car hit his bike. He went careening into the forest. His foot was like shattered beyond repair. Went into surgery. They had to amputate his a part of his leg. And uh, he kept it, invited 10 of his most open-minded friends to a special brunch. They ate apple strudel, quiche, puff pastries, fruit tarts, and chocolate cake. They drank gin, lemonade, punches, and mimosas. And then the main course came out. It was fajita tacos made from sh- uh, Shiny's severed, severed limb. Yeah, Which is, I, I, maybe that's, maybe the morgue was like, wait, I just saw this Reddit post. <laughs> Let's yeah. not do this. Let's not go down that road. That was definitely part of the risk management. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would count that as a risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we don't want you to eat it. Can you not eat it? Yeah. I honestly probably would have if given, yeah. given the option. The problem was that I had to, it was such an, a long battle with the hospital to get my leg that by the time I got it, this was now like, like I think it was like three or four weeks later. Like I was already in my rehab out of hospital. I've been in rehab for like a week or two at this point. And then I finally got like the okay to get it back. Oh, fuck. So, so the meat went bad. The meat was, yeah. The meat <laughs> how was do they fresh. store it? Do they tell you how they store it in like in, in between that time? Are they like, are they keeping it on ice or because it's not going back on you? Are they, is it just like, do they put a preservative in it at all or like what's? No, it just, it just gets stashed in a cold room basically. Um, oh. That was one of the things they told me too, that one of their, when they started pulling all these excuses out of their ass why they couldn't give my leg back one of them was that um it 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 was stored out in the open so it could have contracted any airborne diseases right um and yeah they they gave me this whole like disease oh you can't have it back because there could be diseases i was like man i didn't have diseases when you guys got it yeah yeah it is wild to think though that it's so wild to think that because the process took so long i i'm i'm sitting here thinking like wow i'm I'm surprised that they didn't just go fuck this like fuck it let's just like we got to burn this thing so like like we can't just keep it here you know it's it's so wild to me that they that that it eventually came around where they were like okay fine we're gonna give it to them we still have it they like it just blows my mind that it it after a month or so that they were like they still had it it, when you got it, what, what like, what was the handoff? Like, how did, what was that? What was like, did you have to meet under a bridge? Like, you know, like with like roll up in a car and there was like a guy from the morgue who just like wanted to remain anonymous and, and like how, what was the, what was the trade off? So yeah, after all of that, um, finally getting them to give me it back, uh, I had to still make a lot of phone calls because they would not hand it off to me. That was, that was a rule there. They do not just give you your leg, like in the hospital, in a suitcase, go home. Uh, (laughs) They would only give it to someone that worked at a funeral home. They would only give it to a funeral home. So now I had this other process after fighting so long to, with this hospital, I had to now find a funeral home that would be okay with just picking up my leg. That's kind of, 
That's kind of bullshit though, because that's like that's like a really loose workaround because that's not really giving it to you. It's like giving it to some intermediary that's that like, like a customs. It, it's like, like a customs yeah. worker. What what are, what are they supposed to do? Like like, it, did they did they express to you what that process would be? Like so, okay, so you got to find a funeral home. Then does the funeral home have to mummify it in some way before they can give it to you? So I had to look into it. I had to actually like call like the the, the board that like controls these funeral homes just to find out like all the legalities and stuff, what they do. Uh, normally they would just give it to a funeral home so the funeral home can bury it or you can hold a little service for it, you know, if you wanted to do it separately. But there was n- nothing about taking it, like them just giving it to you. Like even the guy that I called was like, there is nothing in our like books in our rules laws that say that we can't give it to you right. or that we can give it to you. Like it's such right. a gray area. Whoa. But it's, I, uh, but it's I, you, I, but I it's love, part of no, you. Yeah, yeah, it's part. It's yeah. you. <laughs> you should a be few, able to just uh, fucking take it. <laughs> last, last fall, <clears throat> last fall is a friend of ours birthday. And, uh, and then, you know, the group <laughs> chat earlier in the day, they were like, the, the group chat was going around and they were like, Oh, did anybody get a cake? And then, and, for Colin, I did not and, see uh, this coming out in this conversation. I, I, I know I'm neither did I, but all of a sudden it's relevant. And, uh, and so, and so I was like, Hey, I'll get the cake. And then, uh, and then, so I called Dairy Queen and I was like, Hey, can I get a cake made today? And like, can I, can I, can I get a birthday cake today? And, uh, and they were like, Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's fine. And I was like, Okay, cool. Can I get something written on it or is it like too short notice for that? And they were like, Yeah, you can get it. You can get it on. And, uh, and a bunch of us that we were coming out, a bunch of guys were coming over to watch, uh, this, your mom's house live <clears throat> podcast. I don't know if you're familiar with your mom's house, but it's a fucking nasty ass podcast. And, uh, it is, yeah. and, and one of the, there's so this, like this reference from the show is, uh, is, uh, I got it put on the cake and she's like, okay, so what do you want? What do you want to, to, to say on the cake? And I was like, okay, um, this is going to sound really weird. Um, I promise you this is not a joke and I hope it's not offensive. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's an inside joke with my friends. And, uh, so I'm just going to say it and I'm not joking. Okay. She's like, okay. 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 So, uh, I want to say piss on me, period, beat me, <laughs> period, try it out. <laughs> and she's like, and she's in the background going, piss on me period piss on me period it's a period after piss on me i go yep I go, um, beat me period okay and try try it and i go yep and she goes hmm okay um yeah i'm just gonna give you a call back to see if we can do that <laughs> and I was, she's like because i really don't know <laughs> so i'm like okay cool so she hangs up she gives me a call back and she goes yep uh we can do that no problem just had to check she calls uh, you back and goes we just read the books there's nothing to say that we can't <laughs> i was wondering how this and nothing in. that we can say that we can and she goes and then she goes and then she goes um do you want like a design on it or anything do you want me to put handcuffs on it and i was like handcuffs would be great you should totally put wait, some handcuffs on wait it. was all of this to say taylor Oh yeah, I know a gr- another gray area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like just when you call somebody, when you call a place that deals with this very routine thing, and you're just not expecting. And then, but yeah. then you have this angle on this super routine yeah. thing that they're like, "Whoa, whoa, wait!" So it's yours, and you want it. Can you, can you, uh, Justin, just moving along here? Uh, can you, uh, can you tell us about the? So you made a Facebook post, right? Like. The, the that that kind of picked up a lot of traction. 
Um, was the, was the, what was the post, the Facebook post that like basically became international news? Yeah. So I had to find, um, I had to find the funeral home and then from the funeral home, again, they couldn't just give it to me. They weren't allowed to give it to me. So I had to find a taxidermist. Uh, the, the, the plan that I ended up coming up with was that I'm not going to keep the meat. Uh, I'm not going to bury it or incinerate it. I wanted to keep this. I, I, I think this belongs with me. I actually, there was that story of the man who did his, the, the taco legs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then there was another story of a man in Alberta. And he actually lost his hand in a work accident. And he, he did what I did, what I ended up doing. And he got it articulated which is stripped stripped down take off the flesh just keep the skeleton just the bone um and i was like wow that is so that's beautiful that i i Mm -hmm. love i love that that to me that's that's everything that i i would want um Mm -hmm. i just ended up loving the idea more and more so that's what i chased and in this uh mission to find a taxidermist i made a post on facebook and I found this taxidermy Canada group or something. And uh, I posted it's these guys just posting like they're, they're like hunting kills and they're, they're just like birds and bears and stuff. I gotta check those out. Yeah, I'm like, Hey guys, uh, how's it going? Uh, <laughs> long time, uh, long time viewer. First time poster. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, shooting. Yeah. Shooting the shit here. What do you guys think about, taxidermying uh your your leg my leg my leg <laughs> put a little thing like yeah i was in an accident and i got this leg and i want it i want to get it back yeah you're like caveat i did not murder somebody i'm not a murderer <laughs> can anybody help me do a human leg oh, <laughs> well yeah calling taxidermist that was also the fun part because i had to yeah. bring up that same conversation like hey you guys uh, do humans yeah. <laughs> you're like whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. this is uh oh, this is where you're recording this yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah i ended up uh, getting getting a shout back um this dude dan um he's like Hey man, I love I love this love this story. Um, we would love to help you. Like we we you know this is like I guess a holy grail for a taxidermist. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah. you know, I, I would assume they're all they're all weird people. They this would be something <laughs> that they they would love to do and and never get the chance to work on. Right? He said this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for us. Yeah. Um, we'd love to help you out. And. Um, and and yeah, it was it was my my friends. They, these guys became pretty much good friends of mine. Uh, the uh, the Skull Store man, they they're awesome. And uh, and then I found out, yeah, they're located in Toronto also. And I was like, let's let's do it. I had actually found another taxidermist who worked on. He said he worked on movies and stuff, and and not, does a lot of props. Uh, he charged me fifteen grand. Whoa. Whoa. He was going to charge me. That's what he quoted yeah. me because yeah. he's the only person that I found that that could, that was willing to do it. He's like, ah, no problem. I'll do it for you. 15 grand. And I was going to do it because that just, you know, I was so set on it at this point. I was fighting yeah. so hard for it that I was like, all right, if it has to be done, uh, you know, so be it. But um, yeah, yeah. I ended up finding these guys and, and they're like, dude, we'll do it for free, man. Wow. That's so great. Man, Which I, is great because like the, to recognize, to recognize what it to recognize it for what it is like yeah. hey this is the thing that we do and 
and this will never come around again. And, mm. and it'll be great for you. and It'll be great for us. And, you know, or they saw it as a, just use it an advertising as an opportunity. opportunity to get into a new market. They were like, hey, this will blow up, you know, like maybe other people will come to us with I, their shit. This fucking store, I'm on it right now. The, the I can Skull see store you, is fucking metal, dude. This They're is awesome. so badass. It looks so cool. So you've got They're like awesome. you, you can go there. The, okay. First, the first off, right on the front of their page, there is a, there is a saber tooth tiger fossil skull that is, $26,450. Holy shit, the real skull is for sale. They've got human products. There's a there's a human brain for $1,795. You can get you can get voodoo skulls. Dude, this is fucking Dude. sick. Awesome. It's awesome. so this cool. This is crazy. Wow. Really cool. Wow, Rare. dude. Chisternon fossil turtle plate. Wow, one hundred and twenty-five. So these guys just can't. These guys were just like, "This is Dan." Like Dan's the Dan's the man behind the skull store. Uh, no, ben. ben. Ben is actually the man. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Dan just happened to see the post. He's the guy that I first started talking to. Gotcha. And he's like, he's like, let me talk to my my boss, being Ben, um, and wow. let me see what we can do. And they love the story. And yeah, I mean, I, they saw it obviously as like a little bit of advertising. Totally, there was a, yeah. some, you know, initiative. Totally, yeah. um, but, but it was, it worked for both of us. You know what I mean? Wow. They, they really, you know, they, they helped me in a big part of my, my journey. And this was amazing rep for them you know like it was an amazing opportunity for them and good yeah. just practice as well yeah, like totally. for their careers yeah dude their Fuck. stuff is so this is cool. a wild website super awesome would totally recommend if anyone's listening in toronto the free museum they're so cool man oh, i yeah, i love dude. those guys whoa they're, next they're time inst- we go their there, instagram guys. uh their instagram if you want to check it out natural underscore selections fucking sick like this is just so so cool Wow, dude. So, okay. So, 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 so how did they end up getting your leg? What was the, like, how did they get, where did they fall under the category of like acceptable businesses that could step in and be the one that, that takes the leg from the hospital or did they have to take this from a funeral home? Yeah, so this was now still in that gray area. They weren't allowed to take it, but I basically got the funeral home guy he went to the hospital picked up the leg drove right to them dropped off the leg sweet wow yeah that's awesome Fuck, yeah this is so cool crazy so so then so then what do they do they they took your leg and then and then did they do anything to it or do, or were they the ones that just like you know did, did they strip the the flesh and and kind of gussy it up for you so that you had this nice beautiful bone to get to give you yeah, so they basically do it the same way. I mean, they also do like pets and stuff. Like if your cat dies or something, they'll they'll get the skeleton for you. They'll articulate it for you. Um, and it, it's basically the same process, just mm-hmm. now, just with human meat instead. So yeah, they strip it down. Um, they got they got to get rid of all that muscle, all yeah. that rotting flesh that's on there. Apparently, it did not smell nice. I'm glad it wasn't there. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, they, they strip it down and then clean the bones because the bones are are actually quite yellow. Um and there was like a lot of blood and still and stuff still on mm-hmm. still on the bones. Um clean it up, 
Uh, I think they give it maybe like a slight polish, like a little whitening, just so it's not so yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they there's one genius there that put it all back together. Wow, dude. So what did you do with it? Crazy. Like what where where's the leg now? What's what's the is it a lamp? <laughs> so <laughs> does it give light? No. <laughs> Uh, that would be a fucking sick lamp (laughs) we had a couple of ideas of of what we were going to do with it but in the end i just wanted it like put back together um there's there's a young guy there uh tobias and and he's just like the puzzle master this guy just looks at all the bones and he just puts it right back together um and they yeah they got it all all you can see all the fractures on it and it's on a little stand. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. <clears throat> and I got the knee too. Fractures, how many fractures were like little, you know, how fucked up was it? The bone from the accident? <laughs> it was fucked up, man. They told me <laughs> what should have been like, uh, a, let's say like 50 piece puzzle ended up being like a thousand piece puzzle. Wow. I, I still have a little oh. vial of of just fragments that they're Chips. like, dude, we don't know where these pieces go. <laughs> like, oh, <whoa. laughs> yeah. yeah, that's crazy. It'd be Tobias. so cool to that's see a uh, to see like a you know like a like you like you would with a puzzle like a before yeah. like a before and after of how it got uh, how it got like what it looked like before it was all piece piece back. So you <clears throat> you know the the journey doesn't end there. Uh, you you're kind of on this like you're on this process now of, of, of trying to help people fight to get their limbs back. If that's something that they want. I mean, fuck now, you know, the thousands and thousands of listeners hearing this, uh, anybody who goes out and gets struck by a fucking car or something and, and finds themselves in a similar situation to you. I feel like there's probably going to be a couple of people now that are like, Oh, I'm, I, I think I'm, I think honestly I'm try to b- keep this. before this conversation, I would have definitely never, ever thought of it. Oh, After now, this conversation, yeah. I'm I'm now 100. I won't. I 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%. I'm fucking. I'm cutting my finger shit. off tonight, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna have an accident cutting some potatoes, <laughs> and then I'm gonna be like, I want to keep my finger. Um, uh, tell us a about uh, tell us, yeah yeah <laughs> it's a little finger pendant. Uh, tell us about the what's the what's the work you're doing with HBO? So uh, yeah, we just did like a little. Uh, I think it was like a little documentary uh, series that they're doing on HBO. Um, and, uh, it, it, it's very, it's a, I was a very loose fit for it because it's not really like a medical show or, or really about trauma, but it's kind of more on the relationship side, like how my relationship with this kind of object has changed over time and, and how I felt. Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, it's. I don't really know what the what the full show is going to be like. I, I have no idea. I just know my segment of it. Um, but yeah, I've been kind of I've been kind of maybe an advocate for for this process. It's really not for everyone, and I, I don't yeah. think it's for everyone. Yeah, um, mm. there are people, and I totally understand the people that go through this kind of trauma, and they just don't want it. That's it. You know that that was another part of my life. I'm okay with just moving on. Like that's what people when I was trying to get my leg back, I had a lot of people in my family and stuff that were like. <clears throat> just you know just drop this like you're you're clearly stressing over it maybe just worry about your recovery let's just move forward and i just being how i am i was like no no way i'm gonna mm-hmm. keep pushing but you know some people it, it's not it's not for them yeah but the people that that would be interested or even have like a slight you know thought about it i would i would 
I would say push for it. Like yeah. it's, it, it felt almost immoral that they could take it away from me. You know, it felt like totally. how could you do this to someone? Yeah. In ter- in terms of your like your um, the recovery of your mental health and the psychological trauma of this experience, do you feel like um, getting your leg back has sort of aided you in in the grieving process of losing it? One hundred percent. Yeah. Ooh. I feel like just just the whole process of trying to get it back was almost like therapeutic for me. Um, it was something to keep my mind occupied. It was something to look look forward to and, and anticipate. Um, and and then just just meeting all the all the people there and um, yeah. And then and then getting it back. You know, it was it, part of it was kind of like feeling whole if that makes any sense yeah it's closure totally. you know it's like yeah a, it's a it was form closure. Of closure to for, to to kind of wrap up the entire event you know yeah yeah it, it, in the beginning it was more like i want to get rid of it myself and that'll be my closure like i'll mm. send it off but now i feel like even that i haven't i haven't sent it off and i still feel that kind of closure i feel like i've i've wrapped it up yeah in a way that you know it's 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 so many things in one when i look at it now it yeah, yeah, the closure for sure. It's like kind of like a, almost like a trophy of my of my perseverance of my you know pushing pushing as hard as I did after like the fifty nos that I got. Yeah, totally. Where yeah. where are you at in terms of your physical recovery? Like obviously, there's a lot of physiotherapy that comes along with this. A lot of uh, you know trying to just learn how to live life with with one less limb. Um, are you, do you have a prosthetic? Do you are you working on like how how is daily what's your daily routine like yeah so i actually have uh i have a prosthetic i just oh, yeah. got Sweet. i got like a little uh Yo, that thing looks sick yeah it's got oh. a computer in it and everything it's pretty <clears throat> fancy wow oh that's fucking cool so does, does that like um does it shoot a, a friend of mine a friend of mine <laughs> that's the first question <laughs> that you should answer <clears throat> a friend of mine had one like that it was an older this is probably like five or six years ago but it it had like a little thing in the knee that could detect so that it could almost like stride kind of like it would like it would mm. bend and release in a way because it could tell. Yeah. Yeah. So the, it, it pretty much helps me walk like it, before I had to do it's purely like a manual walk and, and swing and everything myself. This one kind of knows when I'm in like my stride and it'll like kind of swing for me. Mm. Uh, it literally has like Bluetooth connects to like my phone. There's like an app for it. I'm like, <laughs> that's so fucking cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah I love it. I honestly like I love this whole um this whole cyborg side of it. These upgrades, you know, I love, you know, that's something that I've kind of uh, shown a lot of interest in. Hell yeah. Um but yeah, just uh, there's a lot of adapting, you know, that has that comes with this. Um my I'm not fully there. Like it's, it hasn't even been a year yet, right? It's yeah. crazy. It feels like it's been so long, but not yeah. even one year. So I'm I'm still I still have ways to go, I think physically like just learning like i only got this guy like a week ago so um yeah mastering it there's a lot of mastery that comes with it Mm -hmm. for sure justin i'm gonna ask you a a two-part question that we ask a lot of our guests um the the first part is out of this entire event what would you what would you say the what would you what would you say is the biggest thing that the accident has taken away from you I feel like this is a fucking a question. It's so like it's like your fucking leg, obviously. Um, but I'll let you. I'll let you decide what you want to answer there. 
the biggest thing that it's taken away from me. Um, hmm, that's a good one. I feel like I'm in therapy here. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, besides my actual leg, uh, physically, um, just you know, it's taken away some of my some of my independence, some of my freedom. Mm. Um, you know, I I was a very independent person, and then for months I literally could not do anything myself. You know, uh, it like a lot of uh, that it hits you in the pride, I guess, a bit as well. Uh, and then it's something mm. that you just got to kind of work for, and 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 you know really push to get that level of like independence back because some people they get into some of the situation and they just give up. Like yeah. I, I know some people that they, they have like a prosthesis. Um, they, you know, they, they had all the, the, the connections that the hospital gives you, uh, you know, all the, the therapy, the psychologists and all that stuff. And they just, they deny it. They, they don't want any of it. They don't mm. use their, they'll just sit in a wheelchair all day. Um, so it's really, you know, and it hits, it hits you mentally. So it really, yeah, it's, it's, it's how you go about it for sure. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the biggest thing that the accident has given you? <clears throat> biggest thing it's given, uh, it's, it's definitely given me, well, forced me to give myself, but a lot of inner uh, strength. I feel like I, I, I never knew I had any of this in me. I didn't think I was capable of any of this before, you know, and um, just when you get told like, no, and, and you, you know, you lose, you lose, you, you feel like you're not whole, you know, you really, you really just will do anything to, mm. to try to try, you know, push for, for what you, you want. Right. And mm. uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a tough, it was a tough battle, but I feel like I've accomplished uh, a lot. And I, I feel like uh, this advocacy um, was a big, you know, this is something, again, I never thought I was capable of. And now I'm, you know, showing other people like, Hey, like you can, you know, this is possible. Like there's options. You don't, you don't have to feel completely defeated and helpless. If you're in this sort of situation, mm. you do have power over over you know you have decisions that you can make that you know you have control over mm -hmm. justin man i gotta say um and i and i <clears throat> i don't say this often on the show but um this is hands down this is probably one of my favorite conversations we've ever had on on the podcast over the last six years uh it's just such a wild story and you uh you you are you're doing really good work and and i'm just stoked <clears throat> I'm stoked that you you found this within you and uh, and I want to say on behalf of myself the guys and the rest of our listeners thank you so fucking much for taking uh, time out of your day to sit down and chat with us this has been really fun man yeah yeah I, I appreciate it no it's been a pleasure thank you very much Well, how about that? Folks, that was our conversation with Justin. And um, holy smokes, what a human. Uh, just, you know, overall, just a rad guy, super easy and fun to talk with, but also has experienced just so much crazy shit uh, over the last year and a bit. Um, 
you know, considering everything he's gone through and, and that entire story, I just, I, I fucking loved it. I love it. Justin, I love what you did. I'm so glad that I'm now, um, uh, following, uh, nature selections on, on Instagram. Is that what it's called? Nature selections, whatever it is. I said it in the podcast and I'm, I'm following it and, and I'm, I'm seeing them pop up on my feed all the time. They're, they're fucking awesome. Um, uh, folks, thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's just me on this little sign out here today. So uh, if you've been listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thank you so much. It means the world to us. Uh, hit the follow button on Spotify or leave an, uh, a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're listening over at the CBC Listen app, cool. Thanks for that too. And uh, if you want to reach out to be a part of the show, if you want to be a guest, if you want to um, nominate someone to be a guest or suggest a guest, um, head on over to our website. You can click the contact link there and fill out the future guest form. Or if you want to just reach out to us in general, you have something to say, something you heard, you want to correct us because we're fucking idiots and we don't know what the hell we're talking about, you can send us uh, an email at letters at sickboypodcast.com. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll read your letter on the show. Um, all right, this podcast is brought to you by... Uh, myself, Jeremy Saunders, Brian Stever, Taylor McGilvery, uh, producer Lauren Sankey. Uh, most of the episodes are mixed and mastered by our friend Donovan the Meerkat Morgan. And a uh, big shout out to uh, Jeff Lonis, our manager. We love you. And also a big shout out to Take Part, the band that brought you the theme music every single Monday. Um, and we thank them and everybody, everybody in the world. But here's a big thank you to everyone in the world, because if it wasn't for the world... Nothing would exist. All right. How about that? All right, folks. Hope you have a beautiful week and um, love you. Bye. Oh, wait. No. I'm supposed to say, um, what do I say? That's it for this week. <laughs> I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.